Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacito, and the Celtics absolutely destroy the Philadelphia 76ers. Final score in this one, 121-87. to 34-point win for the Seas. This was as perfect of a game as we have seen in a very long time. And it came with a horrible Jason Tatum performance. So we're going to do this podcast a little bit different than the normal setup here. I'm going to talk about Jason Tatum real quick because that's the only negative in today's game. And then we're going to dive into the rest. And it's going to be positive. We'll talk, We'll give out normal player of the game. We'll talk about the offense. We'll talk about the defense. But to get things started, Jason Tatum, really bad game. Seven points, one of seven from the field, 19 minutes, Got in foul trouble, had four fouls for the majority of this game. And credit to Joe, didn't really play him a lot in the third quarter and didn't play him at all in the fourth quarter. Although, again, we didn't really play anyone in the fourth quarter because we were already up by a million. Uh, But Jason Tatum, really bad game. Defensively, a mess. Uh, Offensively, could not get anything going. Uh, It was tough. That's it. Not going to talk anything more about it. This game had contributions from everybody up and down. And I want to give player of the game to Marcus Smart. Was he the highest scoring player? No. But he made play after play after play. And he played through injury. He got hurt, still came back. Uh, end of the night, 15 points, five rebounds, two assists, seven to 14 from the field, had a couple of huge buckets. There were moments, and like JB held most of the scoring load today, and we're going to talk about him. We'll talk about Malcolm Brogdon, who also uh, contributed a ton on the offensive end. But Marcus Smart, early in this game, when Celtics were struggling to get baskets at times, Marcus Smart was the guy that stepped up and bullied Philly. Bullied Philly. We've talked a lot this season about Marcus Smart getting smaller guards in the post and just going to work. And he did it tonight. He did it on Harden, and he did it on Maxi a couple times. But there were a couple of beautiful offensive possessions from Marcus Smart in this one. And you see like 7 of 14 from the field. This isn't him going out there and taking, you know, three after three, chucking up shots. He was one of four from three. That's it, right? He took a lot of shots in the rhythm of the offense, and he was feeling himself. But defensively, another level also. You talk about Marcus Smart just diving to the ground, getting loose balls. This, he was doing everything in this one. Really, really solid performance from Marcus Smart. Uh, again, and just came up huge uh, a couple plays throughout this game on both sides of the ball. Uh, but really solid game overall from him. But again, he had 15, but then you've got, you also have Derek White with 15. You've got Jalen Brown with 25. You've got Malcolm Brogdon with 23. You've got four guys and five guys in double digits. Jason Tatum's not one of them. That part is wild. 
absolutely wild. Peyton Pritchard outscored Jason Tatum in this game. I feel like you can't make that up, right? <laughs> so this is a this was a fun one. Jalen Brown, 25 points, three rebounds, four assists, two steals, only one turnover in this game. Nine of 17 from the field, three of six from three. Perfect. Four of four from the free throw line. This was a this is a game as a whole. The Celtics were 15 of 16 from th- the free throw line. 16, not a ton of attempts, right? However, you look at the discrepancy between three point shots. That's the game right there. The Celtics in this one, Jalen Brown, big part of it with his three. Uh, but you've got the Celtics shooting 20 of 51 from three. Talk about shooting a million threes, a million shots, 51 threes, but they made 20 of them, 40%, 39.2%. Like unbelievable game from beyond the arc for this game. Uh, so really solid overall performance uh, from the Celtics as a whole shooting, but it started with Jalen Brown. It started with Malcolm Brogdon. It started, honestly, Marcus Smart. Now, very, very heavy influence early on in this game. Uh, I believe he had the first six points, five points of this game. Uh, so really solid overall game from Marcus Smart in this one. Uh, and then you've got Jalen Brown, 25 points, super efficient shooting. You've got Malcolm Brogdon, who came in off the bench, 24 minutes in this one, uh, and was just a flamethrower. 23 points, six rebounds, two assists, seven of 15 from the field, six of 10 from three. Malcolm Brogdon has struggled uh, from beyond the arc in the playoffs. In the regular season, one of the best in the entire NBA. In this playoffs, he's struggled. So him coming out, going six of 10 from three is huge, is absolutely huge. Uh, And he was doing it at big moments too. Really big moments. The Celtics outscored the 76ers 35-16 to 16 in the third quarter. Malcolm Brogdon had nine of those. Like You've got a bunch of guys stepping up and just playing at an absolute huge level. Malcolm Brogdon, nine points in that third quarter. JB, nine points in that third quarter. Derek White had 10 points in that third quarter. So you've got... Everybody stepping up and playing at such a huge level. Derek White, the entire first half, let's be honest, it wasn't very good, right? Derek White at the end of the first half was had five points on one of four from the field. Basically useless on the offensive side. Played really well on the defensive end. And I'm going to talk about the defense here in a little bit. Uh, but you've got Derek White stepped up huge and added 10 points in that third quarter. And a lot of it, like he had a 5-0 run himself. Philly went out on a 5-0 run. The Celtics were up 18. They got it down to 13, went on a 5-0 run. Then Derek White went and hit five straight points himself, right? Brought that lead right back up. The Celtics were floating in a, a dangerous territory, right around that 10, 10 range after going up 18, right? 10-12 is where the lead got down to because Philly went on a little roll. The Celtics responded. 
they never let this get close after halftime. The Celtics put their foot on the gas and just kept beating the crap out of them. And this is the exact game that you want to see after a horrible collapse in game one, right? Al Horford wasn't a good game, right? We, we can, we can give, I don't know, negative comments to him for a little bit there. He was two of 10 from the field, one of eight from three. However, defensively, Al Horford was great, was great. The Celtics defense again, and I'll talk about that a little in more detail in a little bit. They did not switch almost at all throughout this game. Al Horford defensively did not get trapped on Harden that much. Did it happen a couple times? Sure. Did Harden get buckets or get to the free throw line because of it? Yes. However, Al Horford really got to just lean back and he was protecting the rim tonight. He had two blocks in this one. He's been doing good with that uh, throughout this series, throughout this playoffs. But defensively, last game in particular, it wasn't very good, right? He got cooked on a lot of the high pick and roll screens. And tonight, the Celtics completely avoided that. And I'll explain later why and how they avoided that. But Al Horford defensively was really, really good in this one. Obviously, the shooting numbers aren't there. Defensively, he was great. Uh, But really, you had some really good minutes from Al Horford. You also had really good minutes from Grant Williams. Ding, ding, ding. This guy, 12 points, four rebounds, four assists, a steal, plus 22. And it was four of eight from the field, four of eight from three. Grant Williams diving on the floor, getting loose balls creating opportunities for others. Huge diving loose ball grab that led to a Marcus Smart three. Uh, but Mark, like Grant Williams was making huge plays defensively. I talked about it in the Atlanta series, right? Atlanta runs small. Philly does not. Joel Embiid clearly not himself in this game. I'm not going to sit here and say that this was Embiid at his 100% potential, because it was not. But Grant Williams, because Philly is going with Tobias Harris, Paul Reed, and Joel Embiid, that's a big lineup. Grant Williams got his minutes, and he took advantage of them. 29 minutes in this one, which was, I mean, Derek White and Jalen Brown, the only two players that played more than Grant tonight. So he took advantage of every single minute that he was out there played really well in this one. Uh, Robert Williams, minimal impact. I'm not going to say it was, you know, a great Robert Williams games, but he was there, right? Two points only took one shot, uh, seven rebounds, four assists, three blocked shots though. So defensively making the impact, doing the little things, Robert Williams. Like if you look at our three big rotation, we've, We've talked all year about our three-point guard rotation with Smart, Brogdon, White. It's been fantastic all year long. Tonight, while it was also fantastic, you also had a fantastic three-center or three-big-man rotation. Horford, again, defensively, great. Grant Williams, both sides of the ball, great. Robert Williams, defensively, great. 
All right, this is the Celtics operating at the absolute best that we've seen. Like we held the 76ers to 16 points in that third quarter. It was the lowest point total in any quarter for Philly all season long. That is impressive, right? Overall, you look at the way that the Celtics played this game. They got excellent contributions from an individual level, on an individual level. Honestly, we could even talk about some of the bench guys. Peyton Pritchard went out there. I already said that he outscored Jason Tatum in this game. Eight points in 12 minutes. Played the entire fourth quarter. Had two rebounds, two assists, a steal. Beautiful alley-oop to Cornette. Uh, Cornette, six points, four rebounds in five minutes. Like, you've got guys playing a pretty big role. Muscala went in there, hit a three, took one shot, hit the three. The only one that, like, went in there, took shots and didn't hit them, Sam Hauser and Champagny. Champagny, I'm actually still surprised that they let him go out on the court tonight. (laughs) But they did. They played absolutely everybody besides Blake Griffin. which I don't know, maybe that's just he didn't want to put Blake Griffin up 30, kind of a respect thing. I don't know. So be it. Doesn't matter to me. But we got to see garbage time, which I absolutely love. Uh, but I do want to talk about some of the nitty gritty. I want to talk about the defense, uh, the adjustments, you know, keyword adjustments that nobody wants to talk about here. But before we dive into all of that, I want to take a quick break. For a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. All right, so want to dive into the defense here. Joe Mazzulla has gotten a lot of crap all season long about in-game adjustments, about not making adjustments, not calling timeouts. And I've been on this podcast plenty and have shut down a lot of that because I don't, I don't really think that that's true. But you want to talk about adjustments. What's one thing that killed the Celtics? We'll talk about a couple of things that killed the Celtics in game one. First being zone defense. Philly threw in a zone, and the Celtics did not adjust yesterday, right? They looked horrible trying to play through the zone defense. Today, completely different story. You saw Malcolm Brogdon. You saw Jalen Brown. You saw Marcus Smart 
drive into the heart of that defense instead of putting Jason Tatum at that free throw line, which has worked for the Celtics for a lot of this season. Jason Tatum got in foul trouble. Couldn't help you. So you have Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Brogdon stepping up, driving right into the heart of that defense. Jalen Brown, a couple of huge buckets, tough, tough finishes. They were working hard for these baskets. But after all of that, while they're driving in, they're also kicking out, which led to a lot of open shots. This is a game I'll give Joel Embiid a ton of credit here. I hate him. He is my least favorite player in the NBA, and that is over LeBron James. I hate LeBron, but Joel Embiid drives me nuts. Tonight, while he certainly wasn't perfect, he had five blocks in this one. Defensively, he looked great. Offensively, he took nine shots, got to the free throw line eight times. That is nowhere near what Joel Embiid is capable of. Nowhere near what Joel Embiid has done to us pretty much all season long or the last two seasons, three seasons, right? The Celtics still attacked the zone. We still got into the heart of the defense and found guys, whether it be for an open three or be for another guy cutting into the lane after the drive and kick. The Celtics really attacked the zone defense, and you have to give Missoula a little bit of credit for that. A little bit of credit for that. Last game. We only took, we we didn't take a lot of threes. Joe Mazzulla called it out after the game, said he wants to be closer to 40 because we were significantly lower than that, significantly under our season average. Tonight, we took 51. The difference, again, last game, the threes were falling. We shot really well last game from three. The difference was Philly hit a bunch and the Celtics did not. Tonight, it completely flipped. Philly only took 30. They made six, were a horrible 20% from three. The Celtics took 51, shot 39.2% from three, and we made 20 of them. That is a difference of 14 made threes. Do the math there. 42 points. We outscored them from beyond the arc. Some people... There are, there are plenty out there, and you know you can look at the Boston Celtics Till I Die Facebook page. There are a couple of people here that are saying that the Celtics still are taking too many threes. The Celtics were the best team, the second best rated offensive team in the NBA. Second highest ranked defense as well, but second ranked offense. You know why? Because we take a lot of threes and we hit a lot of threes. I don't care. There are some there are some games where it is maddening watching these threes go up and just brick brick brick. When you have a game where they're falling, keep throwing them. Keep throwing them. If you're shooting 40% from 3 and you're taking 50, you're not losing games. Obviously, I don't think 50 is the right number. But again, when you're shooting 40%, by all means. The Celtics had a 30-point lead through most of the fourth quarter. They were throwing up whatever they wanted in that fourth quarter. So be it. And they kept hitting, so it doesn't even matter. Peyton Pritchard hit his one. Muscala hit his one. Grant had another one. Like, these guys were hitting their shots. So be it. 
you move on. But defensively is where the biggest difference came. Offensively, they attacked the zone. They looked great on that side of the ball. But defensively is where the Celtics stood out and took this game over. I talked about it a little bit earlier, but one of the things that absolutely destroyed the Celtics in game one was that high pick and roll with James Harden. And I also said after game one, you can't take too many points from game one and apply it to game two because Joel Embiid wasn't there. The offense, when Joel Embiid is there, is significantly different than when he's not. And you saw it tonight. One, the the 76ers go a lot slower. Joel Embiid tries to get down low. He'll call for the ball. They'll get him the ball because he's the MVP. He's pretty damn good at basketball, right? And he slows the game down. He tries to get to the free throw line. He does get to the free throw line, frankly, right? It makes the game crawl. Game one, that wasn't the case, right? But when he is in there, the Celtics have the ability to fight over screens for one because Joel Embiid's not really stretching the floor. And if he is stretching the floor and taking threes, you will absolutely live with that all day long. Get him off of the free throw line, get him away from the paint, and you will settle with that all day long. So when he's running high pick and rolls, you have the ability to fight through screens slash double and not have to worry about sagging off the high pick and roll. And the Celtics did a really, really good job of that tonight. So they completely switched up the way that they attacked the zone defense on the offensive side of the ball. And they completely changed the way that they were running defense. They were not switching. On, on almost anything. They were fighting through screens and they were doubling and they had the rotations nailed to perfection in this one. So talk about adjustments. That's it. Those are the adjustments that people have been clamoring for. And there are, are plenty of people out there that are going to watch this game and just say, oh, the talent won. They played good. And they're not going to give any credit whatsoever to Joe Missoula because they don't give coaches credit. They only criticize them. That's how it works, right? This was a very well-coached game for the Celtics. And it was a game where you had a lot of people step up on the offensive and defensive side of the ball from an individual standpoint. This was a game the Celtics only had 26 assists. And we scored 121 points. Right, like that's a pretty low number for the amount that we scored. 26 assists on 43 makes. You would like a little bit more. However, like in and honestly, a lot of those came down the stretch. This wasn't even something the Celtics were doing really well with. At halftime, I think we had 10 assists. 10 assists at half. That's bad basketball. But fortunately for the Celtics, the 76 were in the exact same boat. They had five at halftime, ended the game with 13. <laughs> but again, Philly, 39% from the field, 20% from three. Right? These are the differences. Another difference, right? Turnovers. Turnovers. We got smoked last game 
on the turnover battle. We, get, we had 16 turnovers and we gave up 22 points off of those 16 turnovers. Tonight, we gave up five points on seven turnovers. That's it, right? These are the ways that you win a basketball game. That's it. Attack the zone on, on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, fought over screens, played tough, played physical. And again, on the offensive side, took care of the ball. That's it. That was a beautiful game that the Celtics just kept pushing. They did not settle. They ran their offense. They never slowed down. This is Celtics basketball. And that is a 34-point win to tie the series at one apiece. Really good game for the Celtics. But that's where we're going to wrap things up for today. Uh, if you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?